Spotify, Tap Online community. Welcome to another episode of the Lost in the Shuffle podcast brought to you by your online source for tap dance education, and that is itaponline.com. My name is Hilary Marie. I am your host, and I am here to support you in your tap dance journey with quick and easy access to new knowledge and fresh inspiration. And today's episode is all about handling criticism how to handle criticism. Now, I will be very forward and say that this episode is not for students who receive criticism from their teachers, because as far as I'm concerned, there's one way to handle corrections in the studio from your teacher, and that is to say thank you, then think long and hard about the advice that was provided, and then decide on the best way to apply it to your training. But rather, today's episode is for artists who are putting their art out there for public consumption. Because where there is public consumption, there is public criticism, at least if you are lucky. So a friend of mine often reminded me that art is meant to ignite a response and whether it's positive or negative response is not the call of the creator but the decision of the consumer of said art. So let's go hypothetical here. Let's say you pour your heart and soul into a new body of work. Maybe it's a solo that you've choreographed, or maybe it's the debut performance of your brand new company, or maybe it's a video for social media, or it's a full length production. Whatever it is, It is yours, and the concept consumed your mind for days on end before you brought it to life, and now it is here, it is real, and it is open to the public for viewing. You put it out there, and you feel on top of the world. You did it. You made it happen, and not only are you proud of your work, but you feel like you nailed it. You're just absolutely high with positive vibes. You go to sleep, and the next day you wake up, and a friend texts you saying that they talked to so-and-so who said that so-and-so said that they weren't into it, or you check your video for comments, and some people are throwing a little bit of shade your way. So your first response is probably you know, that your feelings are hurt. It took a lot of effort to create this body of work and a lot of time and energy to put it out there. And you don't understand how anyone could have possibly not enjoyed it. So your feelings are hurt. And from there, two things typically happen. You can feel insulted and get really down about yourself and get really negative and dark about the situation. Or a lot of times people get really defensive. You say to yourself, what do they know? They don't know anything. And if you're in a dark enough place, maybe you even respond to that person and tell them that. You say to them, listen, who are you to tell me about my art, right? So that's kind of that's kind of option one. And option two is hopefully what we will get to talking about soon. So, but that first option, you guys, is, you know, it is straight up suffering. The entire situation is suffering and you should avoid suffering at all costs. So if we want to 
avoid that suffering, what do we do? And that's that option too I was talking about, right? So what do we do? Do we ignore the criticism? That's what they say, right? They say, ignore the haters. Well, Wendy Starlin says, taking constructive criticism from others is required to get to the next level. And I have to say that I agree with that. We can definitely do better than ignoring everything that comes our way. So what if you just you know, simply did a better job in order to avoid the criticism altogether in the first place. Well, our man Aristotle says there is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. And you guys, he's right. The only way to avoid criticism is to simply not create. And my friends, if you are a creator, you know that that is just not an option. So Jeff Bezos says, if you absolutely cannot tolerate critics, then don't do anything new or interesting. And you guys, we know that's not happening. So Robert Sharma says, criticism is the price of ambition. And I, I like that one. Criticism is the price of ambition. So what do you do? Do you take that criticism to heart and make changes to your work based on the opinion of somebody else? Absolutely not. You guys, that is a terrible idea. So Seth Godin says, if we need everyone to like our work in order to feel grounded, it means that we will sacrifice the best of what we could create in order to dumb it down for whatever masses happen to be speaking up which will make it more average, aka mediocre, and thus eliminate any magic we had hoped to create. So what if you stepped back and asked yourself if the criticism that they are sending your way has the potential to help you raise your standards or raise your level? John Douglas said, learn to see the difference between constructive and destructive criticism. Appreciate the constructive and ignore the destructive. So you guys, here's what inspired me to record this episode specifically on criticism. I started producing full-length shows when I was a teenager and I haven't stopped since. Many of those shows that I produced were absolute trash. And I don't say that to feel shitty or down about myself. I give thanks that I have the ability to look back at the body of work that I've created over the years and say, wow, I have certainly <laughs> come a very long way because that is growth. That is forward movement. And I've really felt exponential growth over the years. And I can only hope that 10 years from now that I can look back to today and say the same thing. So literally, I was looking back in one of my old external hard drives recently at performances I've done in the last 10 years, and it had me laughing so hard. And I was laughing so hard because some of the work that I did five to 10 years ago was so bad. But that's okay because that's my journey. That was my journey. And what was fascinating though was that I saw there was a moment where it all clicked. You know, it was as if one day overnight, 
I just finally understood it. I finally understood the music, the technique, the vocabulary, the voice, the vibe, the energy, and every gig before that day was just crap. But from that day moving forward, it was good. So someone else might look back and be ashamed of that or embarrassed, but you guys, not me. I'm cool with it. I give thanks that I can look back at it and laugh because it means I grew and growth is real. And now we go back to the theme of today's episode, and that is how to handle criticism. That growth would not have happened without constructive criticism. It would not have happened if I hadn't surrounded myself with people who are trustworthy, people who are great at what they do, people who are better than me, people who believed in me and believed in what I was trying to do. And therefore, they lent me a hand in the form of their opinion, their educated opinion, their kind opinion, their concerned and loving opinion in the form of of their knowledge in the form of criticism. And that criticism got my gears churning. It made me think deeper, dig deeper inside of myself and work harder. And the reason that I want to share this with you is because it wasn't always like that. I used to get really heavy and dark on myself. When criticism came my way, I would question myself. I would tear myself to pieces over someone else's criticism of my work. And now, my process now, when I receive criticism, is I step back and I ask myself, what is this person's intention? If it is ill intention, it does not affect my world. I do not allow it to affect my world. I see it for what it is. It is an attempt to cut me down and hurt my feelings. So it is in one ear and out the other. But if the intention is real, if this person is in my corner, if this is someone who has love, kindness, and compassion for me, my ears are open and I take in what they have to say and then I sit with it and I use it as an inspiration for a brainstorm. Now, some criticism is pretty straightforward and you choose to make the change or not. For example, someone may say, I can't believe that you had an intermission in the show. It just totally killed the flow. But maybe it was required in my contract with the theater to have an intermission, so it was what it was. But maybe I chose to have an intermission for a costume change. So I can then ask myself, does the costume change enhance the piece so much that it is worth halting the flow of the show? It gives me a chance to dig a little bit deeper into the elements of the work, and that's really good. And maybe that brainstorm makes me sit back and say, nope, the intermission stays. I don't agree with this person. I don't feel that it halted the flow of the show. And this costume change really is important to the integrity of the body of work. So another example is, you know, maybe someone says, why was your piece so short? I wish you had made it longer. And hey, maybe it's a piece that you're thinking about elongating. You just had to put out what you could in the show that was ready. It was the best that you could do by the deadline that you had. And now someone says, you know, it was just so short. I wish it was longer. And you say to yourself, awesome. You know, that's, that's a good idea. I'm really going to expand and elongate this piece. 
So I always like to take that criticism and I look at it from another angle. And if that inspires a new thought, a potential change, then so be it. And if not, no big deal. But I remind myself that by speaking to this one person and gaining their feedback, that the only thing that I have learned is what one person thought about my art on that day. That is literally it. The only thing that you learn when someone shares criticism with you is what that one person thought about your art on that day. But by using that checklist of what to do with that criticism after it is received, you have the opportunity to learn a lot more about yourself and a lot more about your art. Golzar said, you can't progress unless you learn not only to receive criticism, but also invite criticism. And I have a close circle of trusted friends that I look to when I create new work. Many of them are on my creative team as stage manager, tech director, or music director. Some of them are friends unrelated to the project. Some of them tap dance and some of them don't. I send them my rehearsal videos, I talk through the concepts and technical needs of pieces with them, and they tell me their thoughts. And just because they're my friends, sharing their thoughts doesn't mean that it is not criticism. They're criticizing me left and right, and sometimes it gets really intense, but I love it because it gives me the opportunity to justify to them why. I am doing something which is really me justifying to myself, which really isn't justification at all, but rather forcing me to fully develop my idea with honesty. And when my friends make work, I return the favor. We're not seeking each other's approval. We're not seeking pats on the back for what we're doing. I don't surround myself with yes men because I don't need someone to tell me that something is a good idea to make me want to do it. That's not what we're doing. We consult each other for specific expertise because we trust that there are other people in the world with more knowledge and more experience to help us along the way. We trust that those people that we choose to surround ourselves with want to help us along the way. But the most important thing that you have to remember in all of this is that no one will ever love your art as much as you do. And that is okay because I would not expect it any other way. And I hope that that specifically inspires you to love your art inside and out and be true to it more and more. Because truly think about that. No one can possibly love your art as much as you do. So you better love it with everything that you've got and also remember that not everyone will like your art and just because someone doesn't like your art does not mean that they don't like you and hey maybe they don't like you or your art but you know is that somebody that you really want to take criticism from <laughs> so there's another saying don't let compliments get into your head and certainly don't let criticism get into your heart 
I have a business mentor. Her name is Teresa, and she says, take positive feedback to heart and negative feedback in context. And I really dig that because isn't context everything? And my last thought is that if someone cares enough to dislike your art and share it with you, and I'm not talking about gossip, I'm talking about directly with you, just say thank you. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to check it out. And thanks for caring so much that you would share with me just how much you did not like it. (laughs) And then you can leave it at that. But all in all, you guys, be honest in your work, seek opportunities for growth, and surround yourself with people that will help you reach that next level. And do not fear criticism. Use it as your platform to inspire you to dig deeper and ask yourself heavy questions and keep making art, you guys. Keep making art. Keep putting it out there. Love what you do and continue to share. So that is it for today's episode. I would love to hear from you. I always love hearing from you, you guys. What a beautiful community of passionate tap dancers and tap teachers that the ITAP Online community has become. Go ahead and share with me what your experience is with criticism. Does it make you cringe? Are you afraid of it? Are you insulted by it? Do you love it? Does it fuel you? You know, go ahead and comment in the show notes of this episode where you can also find all of these quotes that I shared. And you can find those show notes by going to itoponline.com and clicking on podcast and scrolling down to this episode. You can also share in the ITAP Online community. That is our Facebook group for all ITAP Online community members. Go ahead and post there or share a comment in the show notes of this episode. I always always write back because I love supporting you in your tap dance journey with that quick and easy access to new knowledge and fresh inspiration. And I love hearing your thoughts. So please go ahead and share. And until then, I wish you all the best in everything that you do. I hope that we can share a shuffle together soon. And don't forget that you can always share shuffles with me over at itaponline.com. You can join the ITAP Online family today and be a part of this exclusive group of passionate tap dancers and passionate tap dance teachers who have full-time access to the ITAP Online video library, which is host to over 100 breakdown videos on tap dance technique, improvisation, musicality lessons, historical choreography, and so much more for beginner, advanced beginner, intermediate, and advanced levels. And you can check that out over at itoponline.com and clicking on membership. So again, I wish you all the best in everything that you do and look forward to shuffling with you sometime soon.